And here we go. The Sprista's Goose. <laughs> I don't apocalypse on Shabbos. <laughs> Trump Shabbos. <laughs> I say that doesn't sound like too good of a story for him then. <laughs> yes, it's an 80s film, but it's a quintessential 80s film. That motherfucker gets me excited about science. But yes, I, I do think that this movie requires a couple more views. I have the same cup size as Doc Hawk. <laughs> Give me my sandwich. <laughs> no crusts. Was it an instant classic for you? Uh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moviegoers of all ages, welcome to Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Cavender, and with me as always is Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a movie, past or present, absolutely amazing, or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other, don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky <laughs> heart. What's up, man? Uh, not much. I hate that song, though. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Why? You don't like to You don't like to get sexy with Billy Ray Cyrus? I do not. Ooh, the mullet. My mom had the biggest crush on Billy Ray Cyrus. And when I was a kid, we had to learn that stupid dance. It was just like a <laughs> little boot scootin' boogie thing. And sure. Yeah, that was funny. I don't do it. I don't do the country music. No. It but was I, really... I do do the Iron Eagle soundtrack. Now we're talking. <laughs> Holy shit. I almost popped that movie in last night when I saw that you were watching it. <laughs> it's available to stream, too. On what? On Amazon? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, it, was, uh, it was my buddy Matt's birthday on Friday, and so we watched, <clears throat> or one of the things we do is, I'll go over to his house and we, we put on like cheesy 80s movies. We were going to watch a short circuit, but oh, we, couldn't, that movie. we couldn't find a good copy of it. So I was like, let's do Iron Eagle. And I was like, oh, yeah, Justin loves Iron Eagle. <laughs> I was so impressed with how like how many lines you knew from this movie. <laughs> I, know, I wasn't even watching it with you. I was just kind of timing it. I know where you were. <laughs> it was timed pretty well, too, which was hilarious. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I was just editing our last episode, and I was like, oh, man, I couldn't stop laughing. I wasn't even paying attention to what I was doing. I was like, oh, my God, I want to watch Art Eagles so bad right now. <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard. It was it was quite hilarious. So. Dude, that's where it's at, man. Jason Gedrick taught me what it was to be a teenager. <laughs> he taught me how to wear, like, belly button high jeans and a bomber jacket with uh, the Iron Eagle Flying Club on the back of it, or the Eagles yeah. Flying Club or whatever. I think that'd be a really good costume, too. I could pull for, it off. For Halloween. You gotta get a mullet, man. But I don't think he wears a belt. I have to wear a belt when I wear jeans, or I just feel <laughs> naked. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I, he doesn't, I have yeah. to have a belt. <laughs> he, he doesn't wear a belt. And you have to find a really cool uh, old cassette tape recorder that you could uh, solderize oh, and make it. <laughs> my leg. <laughs> oh, God. Put it in like a holster. <laughs> You gotta, you're gonna lose your rhythm, man. Oh yeah, I need it. Um, all right. Well, we have a we have a great one today. What movie are we doing, Justin? We are doing what we do in the shadows. Ooh, it's a vampire <laughs> mockumentary. 2014. Um, yeah. No, I'm excited. Uh, I have never seen this film, um, and <clears throat> it was fun to dive into it. Um, it is hilarious in a different way. Uh, yeah, in a, in a best-in-show sort of way. It yes. Might, it might even be funnier with multiple viewings. Yes, I think so. I think there are many, 
little jokes that you can pick up on. And you and I just before this were, were talking about some of the things and we just started chuckling because it's, it's funnier after the fact. And then you think about it and how ridiculous it was. So uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, cool. This movie stars uh, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords fame. He's probably the most famous one in this. He's been in a ton of other stuff, too. Um, Taika Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok. Both him and Jermaine Clement uh, directed this film. Wrote it, too. Uh, and they wrote it, yep. Johnny Brug. Um, what do you got? Corey gonzalez um Macour, I probably said that wrong. Uh, Stu Rutherford, um, Ben Francham, and then a whole bunch of other people. Um, how did this movie do? Uh, it made like a billion dollars. Ooh, so Avengers money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is going to surpass Avatar, which I was two, right. <laughs> two billion dollars? Oh, man. I, I cannot wait until I can I get on this podcast. And, I think and... it's, it's going to have an asterisk, though, because you keep buying tickets. So it I bought, doesn't really count. I bought one ticket, actually. The other one was bought for me. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to cook the books, <laughs> it should have an asterisk. Cook, cook those books. Yeah. That ain't right. No. <laughs> fucking, fucking bullshit. Uh, whatever. Uh, but yes, the Vampire Motion Picture Show. Uh, let's see. Domestically, it did 3.5. Four million, and then a foreign box office, which I guess would be us, <laughs> two point seven. So grand total worldwide is six point two. So like nothing, pretty much. Yeah. About how much it costs to make? <laughs> but that's so interesting because uh, FX this year uh, spun this off as its own TV series now, um, and I have not seen it, but I do have FX now, um, so I might check it out now. Um, seeing that it's like this. It's almost like The Office, but with vampires, it seems like. Yeah, pretty much. I um, I am kind of hit or miss on those mockumentary-type movies. I really enjoy, like, uh, Best in Show, uh, Fear of a Black Hat, um, I guess Spinal Tap. But... Yeah, Spinal Tap is good. Uh, Borat. Yeah, Borat. I, wanted I, kind of, to... I, I kind of forget that that's a, a mockumentary. <laughs> And I wanted to dive into that, too. That was part of something I wanted to talk about, the whole mockumentary vibe and what makes it good and bad and, and so forth. Sure. A um, couple quick uh, trivia pieces of housekeeping info, what, what have you. Um, so this movie was about 90% improv. Um, so they, they did, what, what, I think it says 90 or 125 hours of footage. Wow. Uh, where they just, the cast was just mostly um, improving. And uh, it was edited down to a 90-minute movie. Um, I, I think the 90-minute runtime helps save this film because it doesn't feel like it's repetitive and it, it gets it drags on. Because 90 minutes for a movie like this is is probably perfect. Um, right. So I could picture this being like sort of just an ongoing sketch on like Saturday Night Live or something yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I think that that would be good. Like they started with you know 10-minute episodes or something and then continued on from there. Yeah. Um, like the well, Vincent Price Halloween specials that they did on Saturday Live. You ever watch those? No. And they have like Judy Garland. She's like all drugged up. She's like, what? I gotta get off this boat. <laughs> She's just like in the middle of the house. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway. Um. But yeah. I think it. I think it would be amazing as just sort of an ongoing sketch comedy bit. Yeah. 
Um, the the guy who plays Stu is not an actor. His name is actually Stu Rutherford. He is a part-time business analyst from Wellington. Um, and he was hired for this film under the impression that he'd be working on computers and that he would play just a small part, small part in the film. But he ended up being quite a big part in the film. So uh, I think that's pretty neat. Um, cool. Well, let's dive in. Let me give a plot summary. This is straight from the IMDb. Uh, it just says production. So, uh, Yeah, let's do this one. Follow, <laughs> follow, follow the lives of Viago, Taika Waititi, Deacon, Jonathan Brugge, and Vladislav, Jermaine Clement, three flatmates who are just trying to get by and overcome life's obstacles like being immortal vampires who must feast on human blood. Hundreds of years old, the vampires are finding that beyond sunlight, catastrophes hitting the main artery and not being able to get a sense of their wardrobe without a reflection modern society has them struggling with the mundane, like paying rent, keeping up with the chore wheel, trying to get in nightclubs, and overcoming flatmate conflicts. Uh, Viago, Deacon, and Vladislav are vampires who are finding that modern life has them struggling with the mundane. Okay, that's the exact same thing. Um, yeah, I, it, this one's a hard plot summary to give because it's not... Sure. Just like a, a, a day in the life of yeah, um, a bunch of roommates that just happen to be vampires. In New Zealand, like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this is akin to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's a sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> this is what happens when Frodo got bit. So. This is what happens, Larry. <laughs> when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you oh. see what happens, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> All right, initial thought. Justin, what did you think of said film? Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't I don't remember really laughing too hard as I was watching it, but sort of after the fact when we were talking about it, I was definitely laughing a lot harder. I mean, it's just kind of a lot to digest and process as you're watching it. Like you There's nothing really to get. There's no real like deeper meaning. It's just silliness and um I can honestly say that uh, I think it's fun. Absolutely. I think that's what was, was cool about this movie is I agree with you. I'm, I I don't think it's the funniest movie I've ever seen, um, nor do I think I would want to own it, but I do really appreciate it, and I, I laughed actually quite a bit um, out loud at it by myself, and I think it's one of those movies that is funnier outside of it. Like when you and I can just talk and, and joke around, we can quote, lines from it that we thought were hilarious and i, I think they have lasting power um, sure. if we if we were to say them in the context of just like everyday life like if you and i were walking around and we said you know when you are a vampire you become very sexy <laughs> <laughs> and oh he's he's the bad boy of the group he's the young one yeah. <laughs> like, no one would get that but <laughs> the fact that they i think that's what what i liked about this so much is they took all your tropes from all the vampire stories you know you had Peter, who was Nosferatu, um, and he was he was the old curmudgeon. He was what six thousand years old. Um, you had Taika Waititi, uh, Iago, who was the the romantic vampire, um, the very friendly and kind one. Uh, and then you had Vladislav, who was more of the the sex dr- uh, driven Bram Stoker's Dracula vampire. And then you had um, Deacon, who was like Michael from Lost Boys. He was like the cool, edgy one, you know, like, and then the, oh, take a bite of your paschetti. Oh, <laughs> you're eating maggots, <laughs> you know, like Lost Boys. 
<laughs> I like that shit. Like that was that was fun when they were throwing a whole bunch of references in because I think it really fit. Um, and it was fun how they all had their own little backs their backstories. So, yeah, yeah, um, good stuff. I feel like um, uh, Anchorman was like that for me as well. Like I wasn't really laughing as I was watching it, but over time I just found myself quoting it constantly, and yes. it just became funnier. It's highly quotable. I think this movie is highly quotable. Just like, um, yeah, Anchorman and Step Brothers. I like. I think Step Brothers is hilarious. But when I first saw it in theaters, I was like, I laughed, but I, I didn't laugh as hard until afterwards when I was quoting it with friends. Oh, see, I, I was tearing up at Step Brothers. <laughs> I I could not stop laughing at that movie. Loved every second of it. Um, who was your favorite vampire? Uh, probably Viago. Why? Uh, I don't know. He's just had a subtle way about him. Like even when, like when he's trying to get everyone to do their chores and to wake up for the meeting and <laughs> six p.m. All right, everybody, wake up. <laughs> flat, flatmate meeting. Flatmate meeting. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's the responsible one. Yeah. Um, kind of the ringleader, as it were. And um, I don't know. I just I just thought he was a, a charming vampire. I think that's a, that was yeah. I, I think it was so neat because he was so charming and he was so polite. I mean, even even his story about like how he came there, he came to New Zealand for love for that girl, Catherine, and his his servant uh, sent him on the wrong thing, and so he spent eighteen months traveling in a crate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just so polite, and um, I, I think Taika Waititi is a genius. That guy is so spot on with his comedic timing. Um, his stylistic choices are awesome too. I mean, I think that's why Thor Ragnarok was so good. And Korg was probably my favorite part in Thor Ragnarok. Like, Taika Waititi is is a genius. I'm very excited that he also is going to be directing an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. When it comes out. Um, I've, I've, yeah, I'm a, a huge fan of Taika. So we're on a first name basis, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call him T-Dub. <laughs> yeah. Um, I probably... He's like, I like how he's just... Uh, we were talking about this before the show when, when he goes down to Peter's little basement and it's just all gross with body parts everywhere. He's like, oh, that's that's a spine. <laughs> and then he's like, I was thinking maybe I should just bring a broom down here for you uh, if you want to sweep up some of the skeletons. <laughs> like, just kind of like nonchalantly. Like, this is a problem and I don't really know how to address it. So it's... I'm just going to bring a broom. Well, and it's funny because like, have, Justin, you've had roommates, right? Have you ever had roommates? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, it, it's always hard when you have something like that because there's two schools of thought where it's, hey, we're all adults, let's be responsible and clean up after ourselves, or, hey, we should have a chore chart or a chore wheel, or we should all have to deal with this. And it's funny like ha- going through that because that mundane that you see, that's the kind of shit that we deal with, except it's these vampires who are, do- who are dealing with it. And, yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, look, all these dishes are piling up. You need to take care of it. It's like, dude, get off my back. Like, so I yeah I, I really enjoyed that and and how how real it, it seemed. Yeah, you know, I never have dishes in my sink. It's kind what? of funny because well because in college one of my, my one of my roommates Sohail Najarin from Iran, he was used to his mother doing his dishes, so he just always left them in the in the sink, and eventually like the water would fill up and it would just smell horrible and it grossed me out. And then I would do the dishes, and then ever since then, 
I just do dishes as soon as they're done. As soon as like we're finished with the plates, I'll just wash them really fast and be done with it. Because <laughs> I don't ever want to have a sink like that ever again. <laughs> that's a uh, no. That's really smart. I, I I try to do that too. I don't have a. I haven't owned a dishwasher in six and a half years because you are the dishwasher. I am the dishwasher. Um, but because that's what my place is. It just it's an older place, but uh, it humbles me. I make sure to wash them almost immediately when I'm done cooking. Because uh, then I don't have to worry about it later. So, yeah. and then while yeah. we're cooking, we wash dishes as we go, like the pots and pans and stuff. Jeez. That way we don't have a big mess. I'm not that overachieving, but that's oh, man. that's smart well, too. Well, because once you eat and then you just like chilling on the sofa, and then hours go by, <laughs> and you're like, oh fuck, we gotta go clean this mess. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's kind of, and then it becomes daunting. And then you're like, oh, I'll do it in the morning, and then. The morning comes and it's like, oh, I gotta go to work. I'll do it later. And then you come home to dirty dishes and you're like, God damn it, should just did it last night. Yeah, it's the whole um, thing, whole thing. I think I really like uh, Vladislav a lot because he was that kind of sexualized vampire that everyone wanted to to be. Um, like you get the Draculas and all that kind of stuff. But he was, it was hilarious with how weak he was or how out of tune he was like I, the line he says i became a vampire when i was 16 and that is why i always look 16 he's <laughs> 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 like it was really hard for 16 year olds back then <laughs> yeah <laughs> um deacon when he's explaining uh his his origin story because he's like only 200 years old he's like yeah i was i was selling my wares and i was walking by an old castle you know it's very very old <laughs> and um Creepy. And uh, yeah, and he like tells how Peter let him in. He's like, "Ah, oh, I bit you, and now you're a vampire." But that was Peter, and now we're friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the whole time, Peter's just standing there nodding his head. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. He's, um, uh, he's the Nosferatu of the bunch. I like how they have all the old pictures from like 1946 and 1970, and they're all like in it at parties and stuff together. It just shows that how. They've lived together for hundreds of years. I think yeah. that was really fun. Um, then uh, I think the line that both you and I laughed at the hardest was, and I, I got I want to get it exactly right just because I don't want to fuck it up. But um, I mean, there was a ton of really good uh, one-liners and quotes and stuff like that. But uh, this one was actually the first one on, I, on, on IMDb. Deacon explains why they drink virgin blood. And he says, I think we drink virgin blood because it sounds cool. And then Vladislav goes, I think of it like this. If you're going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one made me laugh out loud. I, I was, thought that was pretty good. I was dying because I thought that that was so hilarious. I'm like, yeah, why, why would they drink virgin blood? <laughs> it's because it sounds cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, some of our clothes are from victims. You might bite someone and then think, "Ooh, those are some nice pants." <laughs> <laughs> we could just—I bet we could just do a whole show on just reading the quotes. He's <laughs> like, he's like, leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> what are you bidding on? I'm bidding on a table. <laughs> a table. <laughs> Stupid. You were a virgin when we were seeing each other. Yeah, I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? We're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> yeah, the werewolf dynamic was pretty fun. I, I really, I liked that a lot too. It was, it was interesting that they created this, they did this world building for you, um, but they didn't have to explain anything. You just kind of had to accept it. So 
you walk around and you realize there's zombies and witches and there's werewolves. And it was it was cool to see them because they just were normal dudes with like beards and stuff. And um, and they didn't really look any different. But, yeah, I liked how they were kind of that self-help group and they were going through the 12 steps, basically. <laughs> yeah. Had to be good werewolves. Had to be good. Um, what did I write down right here? Your, your buddy, uh, Vladislav, <laughs> he says, I go for a look, which I called dead but delicious <laughs> <laughs> it was funny when he was trying to when he was trying to hypnotize the the lady and the old man he's like what did he say he goes come to me <laughs> come to me and he like knocks on the window and the guy <laughs> looks up and then he hypnotizes because <laughs> he's just not strong anymore <laughs> yeah it was so funny um i thought there was really good scenes like how they how they talk about when they're gonna eat and the part probably the scene that i laughed out the lat the loudest at was when uh viago was um brought the the girl home with him and he was explaining how he likes to like basically wine and wine and dine them instead of uh just you know biting their neck right away and he's he's prepping the girl and he gets like towels out and newspaper uh because he doesn't want the blood to squirt everywhere and when he bites her he hits a fucking artery <laughs> and it goes it goes crazy and he's like trying to drink it while it's shooting in the air <laughs> and then he just goes well that didn't go as expected as you can see <laughs> it's, so it's like a it's like a dog trying to bite at the the water from a hose kind of thing right right <laughs> it was so funny um i think a neat thing about this though was this film was just so simple and i think it gave it its charm i mean there wasn't any big set pieces it, you you essentially have real life wellington that they go out to and then you have the house and maybe like one other location but um i think that's why the, the cost was only 1.6 million it just kept it, it down um but it, it gave it its charm too because you get thrown into this this existence that they have and the you know their house and stuff um it was fun that they used practical effects too and different uh, camera trickery like um, when Nick was trying to run away from before he was a vampire, when he was trying to run through the house and then, you know, they all keep appearing in random places and like Deacon comes out of his backpack. That was really cool. And then Vladislav is on is on a cat. His face is, is now on a cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really shitty cat, too. But um, that was that was really neat how they did that or like the Inception style fighting that they did where the room would go like upside down. I thought that that was really cool how they did it. Um it seems like it'd be a movie like you and I can make or something. Right. Probably, probably not funny because we're not very funny, but that would be, I think that would be good. But yeah, that's what, uh, I think that, that kind of simplicity gave it this film its charm. And I think that's why a lot of people ended up liking it. Um, I like when Viago was trying to select his costume for the masquerade. And he dressed up as Blade. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I can't go as Blade in the mall. He's, he's like, vampire. why? He's like, vampires love Wesley Snipes. <laughs> it's inappropriate. <laughs> or he was, he was uh, Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just in a nun outfit. That's pretty bad. It was stupid. Sister Mary Clarence. Yeah. Sister Mary Clarence. Rolling on a river. Um, so this film is, is made in a, in a mockumentary style, like you were saying earlier, um, which I actually did not know, and I wasn't anticipating that. Um, and, I, and I think they are very hot or cold for most people, for mockumentaries. Um, they're kind of 
they're kind of like those movies that it's almost like smart humor. Uh, you have to kind of pay attention to the timing and get the jokes to really appreciate it. Uh, but I've known people who just do not like those types of movies. And me personally, I love them. I think that they're very smart. Um, I think that they're they're paced well for the most part. Like you were saying, Best in Show, that movie's hilarious. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but it's it's just funny how catty and um, like mundane being that that buzzword for the day. Uh, you get to jump into this this mundane topic like dog shows. I mean, like what the hell? Who <laughs> whoever would have wanted to watch a movie about that? But I think. Um... People that love animals, or in this case, dogs specifically, they can totally relate to those characters and just how over the top and how silly they are. Or if they know someone, one of their family members is like a total dog nut and you just see your family in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, really, it really goes a long way. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm turning into Best in Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, or, well, I guess for like this too, though, if you, if you were... Uh, bought into the twilight shit and obsessed with the vampire culture because it seemed like for a while there there was there were a lot of people that were just obsessed with vampire stuff um i mean south park made that funny goth episode too where they were vampires not goths and um i think that that was a whole craze and it's funny that they play on these tropes um in, in just hilarious fashion uh but I use the reference to like The Office. I mean, The Office is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and it's they don't necessarily have a plot each episode. Like, it's not an ongoing thing. It's just it's about the everyday life, the the things that we we encounter, um, like in this chores or having to have those hard conversations with people about throwing down towels or newspaper when you have a victim in your house. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, it's 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 neat that they can do that and present it in such a way. And, I mean, The Office is, is very akin to this, where they, they use improv a lot. I mean, that's what saves that show, is their improv. Um, yeah. It's just, it, it's so it's so well done. And it's it's neat adding um, the character of the, the filmmakers. Like, they, you know, it's supposed to be filmed like a documentary, and so you're you don't bring them up but they are their own character um it very much so in this movie they you know they they constantly point out like the film crew has crucifixes on their necks to protect them (laughs) so they don't get eaten but they like treat them like normal people too and they go to the masquerade ball they're like you're not going to eat the documentary crew you might you might have one of them but like you can't (laughs) you can't have that one and um yeah i thought that that was really fun to add into that yeah absolutely um what else there here oh um there was a there was a very interesting though uh i want to say human element for lack of a better term to it where they like deacon had that that part after Stu got eaten by the werewolves or like torn apart by the werewolves nick was really upset and deacon came over and kind of comforted him and he told him you know like the hardest thing is seeing your friends age and die and he, he in, in a very roundabout way, in a very gruesome way, explains different deaths that some of his friends have had and how hard it is to see that. And, I mean, I thought that that was very endearing because that's true. Um, and then also Viago has the, the part when he talks about Catherine, or I think that was her name, um, how he was in love with her, but he never got to, to be with her. And then he finally found he found he tracked her down and saw that she was married and happy and he was like yeah i could have killed the guy but seeing her happy made me happy 
and so he he let it be. Um, and I thought that that was that was really neat because you could have just made this movie a, a flat out comedy and not added some sort of element into that. But that was that was a good emotional tug at the heartstrings bit because oh. um, it does it does kind of give you yeah it's glamorous and we're we're going to romanticize being a vampire. But then you have this really real thing you have to deal with um, is all your friends are dying. It's like being a Highlander. <laughs> all your friends die. Uh, yeah. Technically, only the McLeod was a Highlander. The other guys are just, like, immortals. Eh, whatever. I'll cut, his head, right. off. I'll cut his head off anyways. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Like, and... Just, um... I thought the, uh... I thought the part when he went to the the bar and he was like, I'm a vampire, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm a vampire hunter. He's like, oh, yeah, nice, man. Look me up on uh, on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> he walks out. And sure as shit, he was a vampire hunter. <laughs> yeah, poor Peter um, didn't make it. Spoiler alert. Did you find the scene funny when the officers came into the house and they were investigating and he, like, uh, Viago hypnotized them, but he's not good at hypnotizing, so he's like, I hope it doesn't wear off. <laughs> yeah. And all this shit's happening, and, like, there's that there's that undertone of the the cop goes, wait a minute. And then like the music goes like it's all tense. And he goes, he looks up to the thing is there's no smoke detectors here. Yeah. <laughs> that was right. funny. And then when he goes downstairs and does the same thing and he's, wait a minute, this is adhesive. This is flammable. <laughs> like he has him to death trap. I thought stuff like that was really neat. It, it wasn't raucous, like garbage humor, like some movies, but I thought it was really funny and um, it just, it, it worked for me. Uh, and they're like, wait, let's kill him. He's like, well, let's see if they have other safety points. <laughs> then maybe we kill him. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I like that they, that Stu kind of started out as this just, oh, hey, he's Stu, right? But then they, they invited him over and they really loved Stu. He, like, taught him karate and <laughs> taught yeah, him how to use the internet. <laughs> the internet. That was so funny. They're trying to grab the mouse. Um, he's like, you can search for anything you want. He's like, yeah. oh, I lost a scarf. <laughs> I lost a scarf in 1912. <laughs> Google it. Google it. And they, they Google virgins, and he's like, ooh. He goes, I don't think she's a virgin by doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, was, it was cool. And then Viago prints out a picture of Catherine. He blows it up, and then he goes to his coffin and masturbates. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that part or not. I don't even think I was paying attention. What? Yeah. What? I thought it was. I thought it was funny. Well, I was fighting real estate with my dog. She was taking up most of the sofa as I was trying to lay on it, and she kept stepping on me, and it was a process. Wizzo. Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, I, it's it's hard because there's not there's not a ton to talk about for this movie. Um. It's it's one of those ones that you're probably not gonna like it if you're if you're not a fan of mockumentaries like you know this is Spinal Tap and uh, Best in Show and stuff. But I think you and I both are, so we understand that and we appreciate it. Like I loved Borat; I thought it was it was hilarious and it was brilliant. Um, and it's it's incredibly quotable that movie, and it's funnier post fact too. But yeah, that movie was really good. So I, I just I think that this is one of those films that you're either gonna love or hate. Um, I would implore everyone to just check it out because it's only 90 minutes. Um, it's free on Hoopla. You can check it out from the library, which is nice. Um, or you can rent it on like, Google yeah, Play or Voodoo. I rented it on Voodoo. Yeah, I rented it on Voodoo also just because I wanted the HD. I was getting tired of the the kind of weird 
Um, I was like, four bucks! Yeah, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I was like, <laughs> I was like four cheeseburgers. <laughs> um, Veggie burgers. But yeah, I mean, I, I would implore everyone to check it out. It's I enjoyed it. Um, what, what letter grade do you get? Um, you know, probably a B plus. Probably a B plus. What would have made it an A? Um, I don't know. I I feel like I need to let just, it. You just know it when you when you see it. <laughs> I think it needs to sink in a little bit for me to become an A. But it it still was really good. Like I, I'm gonna think about it more because I I literally watched it last night. So I mean nine hours ago. That's good. I I just finished watching it before we started recording. Yeah, so I need to let it I need to let it sink in a little bit. But, Marinate. Yeah, but it um, I I think it was hilarious. I just I don't know in terms of instant classic for me, so that's what I that's what I have to wait on. But maybe the show will maybe once I if I start watching the show, I'll be like, okay, I really appreciate this movie more now. What so, comedy was an instant classic for you? You mean like the first time I saw it, I was instantly like, "This yeah. is one like of my for favorite. me." Yeah, for me, it would probably be like Dumb and Dumber. Like I saw the movie like five times in the theater, loved every second of it, and I couldn't get enough of it. A hundred percent, yes, for Dumb and Dumber. I-, I feel like that's the the PC answer though, because or the default answer, I should say, um, because I abs- that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, it's just it's so quotable. It's hilarious every time you watch it. So wait, why why is that like a safe one to say? Well, I mean, because, it's literally. I mean, I'm not asking you to come up with some yeah. obscure thing. I'm just saying, what was a movie that was an instant classic <laughs> for you? Stop trying to tease my brain. <laughs> um, it's, it, it's not a trick question or anything. You don't need to come up with like, oh. Uh, it's it's an indie film. You haven't seen it. Doctor um, Strange Love because yeah. it's old. Yeah. No. Uh, Spaceballs. That's another one that was an instant classic for me. I love Spaceballs. It's on the tip of my tongue. Dodgeball. Dodgeball was an instant classic for me. Dodge, Dodgeball was quite hilarious. Yeah, I'd probably say Anchorman. Like, so for me, like, it, Anchorman's really quotable, but I was, I was laughing a lot when I, when I saw that. Um, Step Brothers was opposite, so I think you and I were opposite on both of those. I love Step Brothers, though. I mean, I'll watch that anytime it's on TV. Um, but I think TV. Anchorman... On 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 your phone. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll never guess where I'm calling you from. I'm on a mountain on my phone. <laughs> oh, uh, here we go. Detroit Rock City. I love that movie, and um, I, I was talking to you about it about possibly doing it for this podcast. But I think that movie is so fucking funny, and I don't. I mean. It's not the funniest movie I've ever seen, but I just, I love that movie. And I spent, when I was younger and I was collecting DVDs, I went to like five different stores in my hometown and neighboring hometowns just to try to find it. And no one had it. Luckily, like I went to Fred Meyer and they had a value bin and it was in there. It was five bucks. And I was so fucking excited because I I could not find this movie anywhere. And this is before VOD, right? Like, I couldn't just fire up Netflix. Netflix was still doing DVDs at that time. It wasn't, they didn't have any streaming things. So it was, uh, it was hard to find the movies that you wanted, but Detroit rock city is probably one of them for me. All right. Yeah. Suck on that. I think it's okay. Like you're calling me, wanting me (laughs) (laughs) on the phone, on the phone. (laughs) 
I know I know Alex loves that too. <laughs> oh yeah, she's gone. I'm I know. all alone. Where is she? Seeing her sister? She, yeah, she's in Ohio. Um, Make it a home run, by the way. Oh. I know. I, I saw her. Uh, I saw Alex's IG story, and I was like, "Damn, Meg's got some power." Yeah, she's great. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, cool. Well, yeah. What should uh? I think it's I think it's your turn to do. Thank God, you have the worst movies ever. I'm gonna punch you through this <laughs> Skype. <laughs> Every time you pick a movie, I'm like, shit. You Fuck. you just don't like good movies so wait wait hold on what was your what was your letter grade for this oh uh i give it a, a pass <laughs> what, what is that it's a pass or fail system no no <laughs> i don't know it's hard for me to, to grade this one i mean i enjoyed it it was good i gave it an a plus it was the best movie ever no <laughs> No. I mean, I give it, a, I give it a solid B. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a little long, even though it's only like 126 minutes. Yeah. I, I feel like even if it was just a tad bit shorter, it would be even better. I think um, it was. I think it was perfectly paced. I thought uh, 90 minutes was was. I'm perfect. sorry. I thought you were asking me a question. Are you going <laughs> to answer this? <laughs> I'm going to throw this rebuttal your way. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm done. I'm done. You are my master, I am your servant, and you have promised to bite me for years now. So, that is, come on. That is, that is a Depeche Mode song. <laughs> oh. Master and servant. Oh. <laughs> it's a good one, you should check it out. I don't listen to Depeche Mode. Are you nuts? No, oh, man. Oh, man, they're the greatest band ever. Um, you were talking about uh, Atomic Blonde, and they have a fun mashup of... Um, Reach out and touch me, or whatever that song touch is. Touch faith. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. And personal and, Jesus, that one. Yeah, personal Jesus. There you go. Their most famous one. And um, they mashed it up with a Kanye West song for the trailer. It's actually pretty badass. Oh man! So the music in Atomic Blonde is right down my alley, man. I I love the eighties. Yeah. And yeah. German German eighties. German eighties. <laughs> Makes it even more fun, I suppose, because I know the words, but not really. Yeah, it's like that guy that's singing Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> and he's like, I'll do Amadeus, Amadeus. And you're like, what? <laughs> easy, easy, Falco. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, Tom, that's a good one. Um, so I kind of want to do an action spectacular, um, but one that was, you know, people bet against it, you know, like. I, I honestly feel like, uh, and I was one of these people originally, I think that Mad Max Fury Road was one of the ones that people just weren't entirely sold on when it was announced, and then while it was being made, they had all these problems, and, you know, it was a franchise that was long since gone, and the idea of sort of rebooting it uh, ruffled a lot of feathers, and it ended up being a masterpiece. And I think that that one is worthy of a discussion, at least for the show. That one is incredible. And that's one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I. So we I don't mean, want to talk about it because you well, love it so much. Well, I mean, I just feel like it's been talked about a ton because you are right. Like it, I think a lot of people were kind of just poo-pooing it. And I remember when it first came out. I had some friends who were like, you have to see Fury Road. And I'm like, 
well, I mean, I like all the Mad Max movies, but it can't be that good. And I saw it in IMAX at the Boeing IMAX um, in Seattle with uh, my two friends, Blake and Mark. And that was one of the coolest theater experiences I've ever had because I was just blown away. I mean, seeing those those effects were incredible. Um, and Charlize Theron was so good in that movie. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't have a... What I have about, a hard time arguing anything negative to say about it. Okay. What about District 9? Have you seen that? I love District 9. Yeah. That one's a good one, too. That one's... that one's See? And that one is kind of the same way like you're saying. That one is... A lot of people didn't like that, but it, it was pretty split. Hold on. Yeah. I had a couple that I wrote down. Oh, what, what about Reign of Fire? All right. We can do that. Well, this is your choice. But then you, you're picking... No, you you choose. Let me. I'm just gonna every keep... every movie that I say, you say no. So why don't you just <laughs> pick the movie? No, I I can, we can definitely do Mad Max. Oh, dude, you said Death Proof the other day. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun one. I think that'd be a good one too. I was trying to find what you wrote, what I wrote down, what you said the other day, because I learned to start writing stuff down instead of forgetting them. Write <laughs> um, on the paper. Car ramrod. Say car ramrod. Car <laughs> For twenty bucks, I'll call the guy a chicken fucker. <laughs> so bad. That's um, actually that was probably one think... of the ones too. That was like an instant classic for me. Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. I went to a screening for that, and the really? ending was different. Really? Yeah. It ended at like this um, factory. Really? And it didn't make any sense. Yeah, it was like this beer factory, probably at Saint Anki. Um, and then you got to leave a comment. You had these cards, you know, like, "Hey, what'd you think about it?" kind of thing. And I was like, I don't get the ending. It was, I loved it until the very end. It just kind of falls flat. And then when I saw it in the theater, uh, it was a different ending. It was at the party. And I was like, oh, my God, this is all new. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, so I would say either Death Proof, uh, because I absolutely love Tarantino. And I had to convince myself that I liked this movie because it was Kurt Russell. Um like, I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I had to watch it a couple of times, which mm-hmm. is hard to do for some people, especially that movie, because the pacing's a little weird. It's very weird. Um, and it's just, it, other than the dialogue, that the way people speak in Tarantino movies is nothing like real everyday life. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's kind of like Dawson's Creek. No one really talks like that. <laughs> but that's um, like it's but that's like it's saving grace is his dialogue. Sure. Is his sure. writing. Um, so that one I think is a fun choice because I can see the pros and cons uh, coming from like a total diehard fan. Um, and then uh, District Nine, I think that is a uh, it's a pretty heavy hitting movie with some pretty dark themes, and it would be fun to explore. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's a compelling argument. I mean, I think that D Nine would be pretty sweet. Um, I think we could probably draw a little bit more from district nine than we could from death proof, but it's, it's your call. So I, you have, you have convinced me on your selections. <laughs> so it's your call or you can throw it up on the, on the Twitter there and try to get a, try to get a poll from people. I, I will go ahead and just do district nine this time. And Sweet. then down the road, we will do death proof. Cool. I'm down for that. I own District 9 on the digital video disc. It might be streaming somewhere, too. Um, but, yeah. It always makes me hungry, though, because I'm always like, you fucking prawns! 
Ugh, so gross. I know, and then he eats all that food and pukes oil or whatever. Yeah. That part was nasty. <laughs> movie gets dirty, dude. <laughs> it's it's super it's super dirty. Yeah, it's hard to watch. And you know, Alex has never seen it, so it'll be uh, fun. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. We should all watch it together. Have an alien party. We should all dress yeah, like aliens. No humans allowed. <laughs> no fucking prawns. Oh wait, those are the those are aliens. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Sweet. I remember one time I there was like this whole campaign, this bizarre sort of campaign for the movie and on park not park benches but bus stop uh benches it would say humans only and i was like that's kind of weird like what if someone's got a dog <laughs> as i was walking by it like i didn't make the connection because like, it didn't say district nine on it yeah it was just like in the font and everything and we sort of had like this warning sign and i was like what the fuck that's weird <laughs> so i just started seeing this you know, humans only signs everywhere, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening right now. I don't but get it. <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty good. Nice. Well, that's all I got, Mister Cavender. Cool. Take us out. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at dbcrazypod, at edgyarmo, and at zachdale60, where you can share your thoughts with us, and we'll discuss them on our show. You know, we can even, or you can even tell us what movie you think we should watch next, except we are going to do District 9. <laughs> but, <laughs> we are, say. <laughs> but we are open for suggestions. No matter what, just please remember, don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Say the thank you so much. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's twice now. Thank you so much. <laughs> In the last episode, you said that too. I got was just sitting here and you're like, sit, sit. <laughs> <laughs> Take us out, Johnny. It's like on Family Guy when they, when he's like, play us out. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Because you, if you're signing this out, I didn't want to like, I feel like I'm hijacking if I say it at the end. No, I like your, I like your, it's like your signature. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>